Welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. I might get a bit ranty this week. I don't necessarily want to get ranty this week, but a couple of things that have touched me this week have kind of taken me in that direction. So kind of apologies in advance um, for being a bit a bit kind of, well, grumpy or ranty or whatever, but it's, uh, I'm afraid it's the way it is. So... Um, so the guitar might be the cheeriest thing about the episode, so I, I guess we might as well have that now. Monday. I got an Apple Watch um, just after Christmas, and I did a lot of research into it, and I bought it predominantly um, for running. Because uh, I'd had a Garmin watch that I used for running for ages, and and I did I never thought I'd be somebody who would want GPS watches um, for running, but I bought the Garmin a few years ago, and actually it it really helps um, make exercise make some kind of sense. You get quite addicted to the metrics of of how far you've gone and how you've done and all those kind of things. So I'd I'd been a, a firm Garmin um, convert. And I made the decision um, after buying some Apple AirPods that if I got a watch, um, I could I could abandon taking you know phone out on runs and just have music on the watch. And it all seemed to be a nice, neat little solution. And the one thing the Garmin didn't do was a lot of smart watchy kind of stuff. So bought the Apple Watch, and I've been over the moon with it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and and I'm uh, I am a I'm an Apple evangelist anyway. Uh, and always have been, and um, the watch was the only thing I've shied away from buying, and I and I uh, and I absolutely love it. Um, the reason for telling you that is because um, I found myself today um, getting up and going out of the well, getting up and walking around the house because my watch pings up, so you have a have an activity setting on it which tracks. Um, so you know, how many steps you do and how much you move through the day and all those kind of things. And one of the metrics they, they check is, uh, you know, do you stand? Do you stand up and move around enough times through the day? So, you you know, you I guess the, the idea being that you can't just go out in the morning and do 10,000 steps and then just sit on, you know, sit on the sofa for the rest of the day. So um, so I found myself going around the house because my I've been doing quite a lot of podcast editing and this thing was pinging so when it pinged i was like oh and it actually says time to stand so i i i did what it told me and i stood up and i went for a, a walk around the house and i did this two or three times before i realized that my behavior was being dictated by a piece of tech on my hand that really didn't care whether i got up or not but was just doing it on a on a loop because that's what the algorithm said it would it would do, and and like a you know like a um, um, a sheep and my behaviour was very sheep like in that respect. I just got up and did exactly what my watch was instructing me to do, and it and it it I stopped myself. I'd, I'd had a I'd had a walk upstairs and walk down the stairs, and I stopped myself. And and kind of you know exclaimed why why am I wandering around the house just because my watch is telling me to do so, um, so the next time it happened um, I got up and I I thought you think you can control my behaviour but I'm gonna have I'm gonna have the last laugh so I got up and I went for a wander into the kitchen and I opened a cupboard and I got a handful of wine gums. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I thought I'm going to offset. I'm going to offset what you're making me do, and uh, and I and I just uh, I I just kind of and I, I suppose it's the equivalent of carbon offsetting, but with but with a um, but with a wine gum. Tuesday. Tuesday is uh, lockdown shopping day, so um, we're trying to, or I'm trying to shop. I'll do a supermarket shop just once a week, and and actually it's been a lot easier than I thought it would be. We've uh, you know having got out of the habit of shopping sort of three or four times for food, three or four times a week, and actually going to do the weekly big shop again, which had kind of fallen uh, aside a bit. Um, it's proved to be relatively easy. Um, and I was in the supermarket today, and I was queuing for the checkout, and I was looking at the newspapers. And I find myself drawn uh, to the Daily Mail headline, and um, which is always a bad sign, um, as far as I'm concerned. It's a contemptuous publication, um, um, you know, for my money. But that's fine. That's a personal opinion. But I found myself looking at a headline that said um, that militant teachers and unions were keeping kids away from school. And that the teachers and the unions needed to sort themselves out um, and stop and stop being so militant and working against the country so that the kids could could go back to school. Um, and it stopped me in my tracks, and it stopped me in my tracks because um, all of my, all of my family works in education. I've said this before on the podcast that um, you know my brother, uh, my sister in law. Uh, my mum and dad all worked as professional educators for a lot of years. Um, and the one thing I know about teachers um, is the thing that's paramount in any teacher I've ever come across is concern about the safety and well-being of pupils. Um, and I'm sure there are people out there that, you know, maybe do have a a, uh, a kind of a union kind of attitude or a kind of work to the rules kind of attitude but that's not something I've ever come across um, in the teaching pr- profession in my particular experience and to suggest that there was something about teachers being work shy and they were using any excuse under the sun so they didn't have to go back to work um, I found deeply distressing Um I I don't know if I want my children to go back to school yet. I don't know if it's safe. Um, I'm not somebody who's um, qualified to make that decision um, because I don't know how a school runs through the day and I don't know, you know exactly what the movements of kids are in that seven, eight-hour period. Um, and I can't stand here and say to you it's possible to keep a children socially distanced in a in a school. My suspicion is it's not. My suspicion is that the behaviour of kids and the way they behave as human beings in that part of their life means they they won't be able to understand the consequences of of, of you know the responsibility of of trying to uh, protect each other from from COVID. So um, it's a it's a rant. But it's a disappointment at the fact that we find ourselves in this situation and that this kind of thing is actually going on because I can't believe for one minute that anybody in the education world has got anything but the best interests of the kids at heart. 
Um, and it saddens me that we should, in a time when we are all supposed to be pulling together, that we should be demonising uh, anybody, including the people that look out for and educate our children. Wednesday. I saw one of the best things I've seen um, during lockdown today. And that was um, something on BBC Bite Size. And if you don't know what BBC Bite Size is, BBC Bite Size is a fantastic resource of education material for kids um, that is provided um, by the BBC free of charge and uh, covers a lot of topics. Uh, well, covers all the topics really, but all, all the all the main topics. And they do a lot of history stuff, which is excellent. And uh, and and Bite Size has been one of those things that has um, been a lifesaver for those of us who've been doing any form of homeschooling and the one I saw today was Danny Dyer and I've become a huge Danny Dyer fan over the years I think I think Danny Dyer's absolutely ter- terrific and um, and he did a video it's a couple of minutes on Henry VIII and it's it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant the way he delivers it everything about it is just absolutely superb and I would wholeheartedly recommend you watch it and I'll put a link to it in the in the show notes um and that was a and that was a it was a great thing and, and, and fantastic and it made me smile and and great and it was a you know but it then got me thinking a little bit about the BBC and it's it's been open season on the BBC for quite a long time um we decided that we didn't like them through the election um we've we've, we've kind of there's been a um I'm not saying a groundswell of opinion, but we we seem to have turned against a lot of the media through this period that we think the media is out of step. Um, as I say, through the whole Brexit thing, the BBC was was being blinded by both sides for being biased, and um, and and I think that's unfair to a, an institution that I think is unique around the world. And what makes it it makes it very easy to have a go at the BBC because you don't like what it's saying in its news bulletins or you don't like its political coverage. The problem with that is that we then miss all the other stuff that it does. And the BBC provides content in terms of drama, in terms of, you know, programming that um, that is unparalleled. Um, but at the same time, it provides all this kind of resource when you delve into its website and the things it makes available that just wouldn't exist no nobody without um nobody produce what the bbc produced without charging a, an amount of money for it so if you look at um just the education resource that's available then you would have to go to a private provider to get that and you wouldn't get the kind of material produced in the way they produce it and it is and it's not the only thing that you can use through this period you have to have a balance but as but as a as a resource and a tool to have um to help kids you know comprehend things then it's absolutely fantastic so um i just wanted to 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 make a shout out for the bbc uh i don't think they 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 get it right all the time Uh, i think there's a lot of stuff particularly on the political front that that I don't, I don't think is is correct. But that's because everything they do doesn't align with my opinion. And to be honest, that's exactly how it should be. But what I do think they do is produce a ridiculous amount of information. I think when you go to the local stuff, when you go to the local radio, when you go to all the local things that are done, and the amount of support and the amount of information that's that's disseminated, I don't know if it would 
would happen any other way. Um, so maybe maybe we stop knocking the BBC and maybe before we knock it, we actually have a real proper look around what it does and then, you know, make a more balanced judgment. Thursday. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we'd started watching Parks and Recreation again. Um, and for the record, Ron Swanton is still my hero. Um, and we've been watching it off and on and we're getting, we're getting through it. And it's just, it's just fabulous and it's a joy and it's a really great tonic um, for these times. In fact, it, it reminded me of something that I'd heard in a podcast where somebody had said that at the moment you're viewing, you don't want viewing that's uncomfortable. That your viewing is is a bit like a comfort blanket or like comfort food. You want things that are going to make you laugh and things that you've seen before and things that you can take easy pleasure in. And, and that's probably one of the reasons why we're watching uh, Parks and Rec again. But we were watching the other night and I noticed um, this thing that I've noticed hundreds of times before, but I guess stopped me for a second, which is this whole thing of skip intro. So you can now on a, on a Netflix show or on an Amazon Prime show, you can choose to skip the recap if it's a drama. So you can choose to skip the 30, 45 seconds worth of what happened in the last episode. You can skip the intro and you can skip the credits. At what point did our patience levels get so, so diminished that we couldn't actually sit through the full programme? And I accept the fact that, yes, if you're binge watching, but we're talking about a minute or a couple of minutes worth of, you know, worth of programming. And there's been time and effort gone into those things, including the fact that you recognise the people who've been involved in doing it. So when did the world change that um, that we decided that we couldn't do those things? Or, as I really suspect, when did somebody make that decision for us? Because I actually now look, I never click on the skip intro or the skip recap or what have you. The program is the program and I watch the program. And I get annoyed about the fact that if you watch on a streaming service, you get whisked away from the credits. You don't get to see them because they're too busy trying to put you onto the thing they want to show you next. Um, but I quite enjoy the credits. I quite enjoy a whole program. And, and my concern is that somebody is telling me I don't. I'm being <laughs> I'm I'm being manipulated. Somebody's decided that maybe I might not want to watch the intro or the recap, so therefore is giving me that option without ever asking me if I do or I don't want that thing. Um so it just I don't know, it it honestly annoyed me a little bit because I don't think it really annoyed me as such, but it I just looked and thought that's another thing. It's a you know, it's a it's a bit like my watch from Monday telling me what to do. Um, and obviously, you know, I I had a little moment of rebellion with wine gums to, to offset that. So maybe I need a little moment of rebellion with this as well, just to, you know, just to say without screaming at the screen, leave me alone. Let me watch what I want to watch. I'll choose, you know, I can fast forward. I've got the option to fast forward. If I don't want to watch the credits, I'll fast forward. Don't Don't feel you need to make that decision on my... Behalf. I'm just thinking, actually, because I've I've realised it really is quite a ranty week this week. Because um, I've just thought about what I've said in previous days, so I apologise. But you know what? They did wound me up a little bit. It just wound me up. So you can take your skip intro, and you can you know you can do one. Friday.
before I before I started recording um, this last section, uh, I, I obviously recorded the intro, um, and then I recorded this last section, and um, and I listened back to the other bits, and and I have had quite a grumpy ramp, ranty week. I was right to say what I said in the intro because that has been the case. And actually, I've had a great week. I've had an absolutely fantastic week. There's been lots of positive stuff going on. Everybody's fine and well. Um, you know, n- nothing's nothing's gone gone wrong. I've managed to get out for lots of walks, got lots of runs. I've managed to catch up with a load of podcasts. Everything's been everything's been good. Some s- stunning weather. It's all been fine. So it's just a few things that have touched a, a nerve this week. But we're here. It's Friday, Bank Holiday weekend, um, which I know means something different now, but it's still there and it is a thing. So we should embrace it uh, and, and enjoy the fact that there's you know there's there's a bit of time. Where we where we can just be ourselves and don't think that we've got to disappear into the home office and do something or what have you. So that's that's all great. Um, as you know, I like to call out a few things on a on a Friday that maybe wouldn't have happened if we weren't in lockdown, but are things that are worth mentioning because they've worked out fairly well. Um, and I've only got three this week. Um, well, I could kind of. Actually, no, I can do four. I can do four because I got involved in an Instagram live event this evening. So um, I've mentioned I've done a podcast with uh, a guy called Steve Hogarth, who's the lead singer of a band called Marillion, and it's going really well. And he did an Instagram live chat tonight, and we were launching... um, a Patreon uh, support mechanism for the show, and the pod, the little Instagram live was to talk a little bit about the podcast, and to and to just give people a few details about how you subscribe to Patreon and how you can support the show if you want to and get extra content. And for the first time ever, I did an Instagram live, and there's a few hundred people uh, tuning in and out, and and it was just a new experience, and I don't know. Um, you know, I don't have hundreds of thousands of people following me on these platforms. So if I did an Instagram live, it would it would probably just be my mum. So to be able to do something with a lot of uh, other people and and uh, and see the comments coming in and what have you was really quite fun. So yes, there is a there is a there is a fourth, and that would that would be the fourth. But the three the three things I'd noted. Um, I'm going to go back to. Shall I start off? No, I'll finish with this one. Um. I'll start with the fact that I was running through the village the other day and somebody's put up a little library. And you'll have seen these things round about for a long time. Phone boxes were converted into things like this. And basically somebody just makes some form of depository and they put some books in and they say, look, there's a there's a thing there. If you want to borrow the books, great. Uh, pop them back when you finish. And if you want to add a book to it, fantastic. And I, and I noticed one in the village the other day. And I'm a huge advocate of reading. And I saw this thing and it just made me smile. And it's no more or less than that. It was, I might not have noticed it normally. It might not have happened normally. And I'm sure that it might bring, um, a, you know, a, just a bit of respite for somebody who will wander past and think, oh, I'll pick up a book and, and you know, and then get lost in a book for a few pages. And, you know, and it's, it whisks you away to somewhere different. So that was uh, that was really nice. Um, the second, third, third thing was Chance Encounters. Every morning when I get back from a walk or a run, uh, my wife will say to me, have you seen anybody? And I always answer no, no. I'm you know I've passed a few people and we've moved out of the way for each other and and, and you know and what have you. But no, I've you know said hello to a few people at walk, but no, not not. And then on um, yesterday and today, I've seen three people I 
Yeah, well, I saw two people yesterday when I was out walking, and it was great because we we managed to have a little. In both cases, we stopped for five or ten minutes and had a little natter, um, which was nice. And then I, you know, when I finished, I literally just finished a run. I was I I tend to finish and walk the last couple of hundred yards uh, home. It's up a hill, but you know, I know I shouldn't, but. Uh, there's so many hills around here that the last one doesn't make much difference and a friend drove past and stopped and wound his window down and we had a chat as well for a few minutes so chance encounters have taken on a different thing now they feel more important they feel more special than they did before because you're not just popping around and seeing people in the way so when you do bump into somebody and you might have just waved or said hello before now people are stopping and taking a few moments, and I think that's great. And I took a lot of a lot of comfort in that. So, um, so that was that. And then the final, the final one for today um, takes us back to a friend of the show. It takes us back to Ginger Gleds, and it takes us back to the whole topic of walking on the right side of the road when you're uh, walking out the countryside and there are no footpaths. And he sent me a picture this week, and I shall, uh, I'll, I'll put it on uh, Instagram and I'll put it on Facebook that just said, if you can read this, you're walking on the wrong side of the road. And somebody chalked it on with a smiley face, and I just thought, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. It's not just me. It is a thing. It's being recognised, and there seems to be some kind of ninja campaign going on out there just to politely uh, and with a smile explain to people that there's a little bit of a protocol and there's a reason for doing it, and your life will be richer if you, uh, you know, if if you just if you just learn that little bit of uh, of, of road walking wisdom. So, Ginger Glad, you're a star. It was lovely to hear from you. Thanks for spotting it. Uh, he'll be he'll be three or four cans into into some form of microbrewery at this point in time. So, uh, when you sober up in the morning, Glad's just uh, just 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 ping us a message. But thanks again for that. And um, and I will wish you all a great Bank Holiday weekend. Um, and I hope you all are safe and well and uh, and look forward to chatting to you uh, chatting to you next week if you've enjoyed therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an A Short Stories production <laughs>